The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. He did it. This is a sophisticated yes. rat. You feel perforated almost. Friends, I fight with you. You know what's better than hot buttered garbage? What? Burnt buttered garbage. Oh, snap. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like someone's going to turn up the heat. I should like to study them. As someone that can speak to animals but has to do a 10 minute ritual beforehand, I am very impressed. <laughs> oh, it masqueraded as a crow. <laughs> Only one way to find out. I have no wife. Uh, oh. What oh. is wife? <laughs> Our review drive is still chugging along. Write us a review on any podcasting platform. Take a screenshot and email it to us at improvisedweaponsvt at gmail.com along with a mailing address and we'll send you a very high quality sticker that you can use to show your IWVT pride. Now, let's hit it and crit. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, the party finished their battle with the panther-like beasts in their campsite, and much to their delight with the aid of the Furbolg Blackwing. Speaking with Blackwing after the battle, it became apparent that the beasts they fought were not native to the area. And that knowledge, coupled with Ildov's memory of her patron once angrily mentioning the name Cackling Agatha, led her to determine that the attack may have been purely because she was there. Nonetheless, the party rested with Blackwing watching over them, and in the morning, they set back out on the road to Verisayorsa. And that's where we pick up. You are all traveling the road through the latter half of Blackwing's forest. Uh, the weather is nice, the sky is clear. As the wagon rolls along, Yarfik looks up at the sky at one point and says, Whoa, whoa, hold everyone, hold. I know we're in a hurry, but this will only take a few moments. Tis in Paramast. Uh, do you stop? Yeah, sure. Yeah. He begins to dig in the wagon, and he comes out with uh, mugs for each of you, uh, and he takes some of his ale and pours some into each mug and pours some into his tankard as well and gives each of you a, uh, a mug. Uh, and after he hands them out, he raises his own and says, We, the living, offer you the dead solace in knowing that you are alive in our hearts and minds, and with that, a drink, to wet your lips, quench your thirst, and show our respect. He then tips his tankard and pours the ale right on the road. I follow suit. Ildov takes a second, but then she also follows suit. Okay, uh, so you all pour out your uh, your mugs, and then Yarfik says, okay, good, uh, we and can I, um, continue now. As I'm pouring mine out, I whisper the names of a couple fallen former uh, comrades ah. in the Netflix. Yeah, sure. uh, something occurs to me, Yarfik, it being in Paramast and all, do you think it would be worth trying to send one last warning back to... Uh, Bastafir? Uh, I suppose. Uh, who would we send it to? Uh, what was the name of that uh, priestess of Aegea? 
that we spoke with in the temple. The, the high priest. The, oh, the the temple elder. Um, temple elder. Yes, that's the that's the word I was looking for. Yes. Um. Uh, yes, I suppose. Um. What should I say? Be on, be on your guard today. Do what you can to to get folk to shelter when the evil starts. I don't know something along well, those lines. Well, I I only get twenty five <laughs> words. That's why. Twenty five words. Okay. Yeah. Beware the approach of evil. On your guard. I don't know something like that from below. You know, stay away from the sewers. I'm not counting words. Is that twenty five? Uh, I think it was less. So uh, okay, I'll um I'll send her a message and um. We'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully everything's okay. So he uh, takes a knee, and you can see he's, like, tracing shapes in the air, and then at, at one point he just sort of stands up and he says, uh, Aye, it's done. Thank you. Thank you. Continuing on? Yes. Yep. You travel for a few more hours. It's now roughly mid-afternoon uh, until you reach the edge of the forest. And the end of Blackwing's territory is pretty easy to see. The well-kept road ends in an abrupt line that transitions instantly into a ragged dirt path that is overgrown in places by bushes and trees. Uh, let's get some perception checks. Uh, 16. That one. <laughs> okay. Uh, First roll back to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> uh, coming back in style. Uh, Ildov, uh, as you, you approach the end of the territory, you look around at, at the area you're about to move into, and it immediately strikes you that some of the branches that are overhanging the path seem to have hack marks in them, almost as if someone had been trying to beat them back with a machete, but they all seem to have been, to have regrown, uh, through whatever sort of trimming process they went through. Okay. Huh. <laughs> Do I know... Can I tell anything else about it? Is it like, it just looks like someone took like, just uh, tried you, to like hack You notice that limb? it's on many of the trees, okay. uh, specifically the ones that are overhanging the path. Unlike the, the trees in Blackwing section of the forest, which right. have been like druidically shaped mm -hmm. to be clear of the road. Mm -hmm. These look like they have been sort of forcibly cut and okay. yet they've regrown from it. They still show their scars, but it, it looks like it's uh, sort of a constant battle. Can I can I detect any magic? Uh, yeah, you can cast detect magic. I believe you can just cast I can, it at I will can, now, Yeah, right? I can cast it at will. Yeah. Um, you um, don't... Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, yeah. it, 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 nothing really strikes you as being, like, overtly magical. There does seem to be some sort of, like, faint hum in the area of radiance. Almost like a, like a holy sort of magic um mm. but it's it's not coming from any particular source okay well um i relay that information to the group did uh, blackwing said that this was this part of the forest belonged to the elves right i believe he did i imagine they're responsible for the regrowth hope they're not too um hostile toward travelers yeah i mean i also hope that um <laughs> and Glad we're on the same page i have to wonder who tried to who tried to hack the tr into the trees? Oh, I guess I had figured it was whoever was maintaining the road. But do you think it's something more sinister? I mean, I wouldn't rule it out. I like your suspicious mind, Nildaf. <laughs> That's what we need. Uh, we need to have our wits about us as we proceed. Indeed. Well, uh, I suppose let's just uh, keep keep a cautious keep eye out, keep a weather eye out. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, well spotted. As you continue on into this new section of forest, you come to a fork in the path. One fork snakes up the mountain, and the other skirts southward around the base of it. 
at the fork is what looks like a small shrine, you'd guess. There's a, a stump of an oak tree. On top of it, there's a three-foot square, six-inch thick stone slab. And on that slab is a curving line. It, it could be a wave. It could be a mountain. Uh, it's definitely not eggs. Um, <laughs> but under the peak and over the valley of the line, there are blue gems inset in the stone, uh, flush with the surface. And on top of the slab, there are various items spread about. There's a pile of seeds. There are some dried apples, uh, sprigs of various herbs. There's an owl pellet that's uh, sort of open so you can see what's inside of it. There are various small bones, a carved figurine of an owl, uh, and a water-filled bowl with a small fish in it. Is the fish alive? Uh, The fish (laughs) is alive. The fish is alive? It is alive. It's just swimming about? What kind of fish is it? Uh, It it looks like it's uh, like a minnow. Something teeny. I guess um, I, I reach in my pack for a, a little bit of food, some kind of, like, do I, do I have any, like, fruit or anything like that? Or owl pellets? Are we carrying any? Oh, oh yeah, you guys are. Oh, you are just <laughs> dripping with owl pellets, yeah, uh, Actually, guys, I, I ate the last of the owl pellets last night. Cassian. <laughs> you woke up and I was hungry. They're, they're medieval protein bars, right? It's, yeah. <laughs> and I like the, the crunch of the little mouse bones. Well, yeah, it's the best part. Uh, you guys probably have, have dried fruit in the wagon. Okay. I'm just going to leave a little bit of that on there. So you uh, leave a little bit of uh, dried fruit on the, uh, we'll say it's, it's pear. You leave some, some dried pear slices on the slab as well. Uh, you guys want to do anything else? I'm also going to just leave a little uh, copper coin at the... At, at the fork, right, like right at the fork in the paths, and okay. just uh, sort of whisper a brief offering to Hrule. Uh Oh, which way are we going? Yeah, I've, up. My vote is up the mountain. Yeah, yeah I think that's, that's where the direct route, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So up the mountain. Yeah, I guess I'm just gonna scan around like the area real quick. Yeah, what and do we see, see? If I notice anything out of the ordinary, Same do the paths thing. look different? Like, aside from their direction? Uh, uh, I mean, in a very Robert Frost way, not particularly. <laughs> okay. I got a 12 for perception. For perception? Yeah. Uh, I mean, in looking around, you you see a lot of the similar things that you saw before. Um, the trees on both of these, these forked paths uh, have evidence of, like, the branches being hacked mm-hmm. and them having regrown, but nothing else really jumps to your attention. Yeah, All I right. say let's go up. Yeah, up, up the mountain. Uh, as you walk away from the shrine, the wind starts to pick up. It transitions quickly from a breeze to a gale. Uh, tree branches shake, leaves fly in all directions, and all of a sudden, seemingly from nowhere, a wave of flower petals comes breezing by. All the colors of the rainbow are represented, and this sheet of flower petals passes over the shrine. As the wave passes by, some of them stick and hover stationary in the air over it. They form a large rectangle. It almost looks like a doorway. And quickly they all flash a light blue and become a solid panel of light, out of which steps a dark-skinned man in a red and blue doublet. Uh, You can see that he has very short-cropped black hair. He has gold bands on his neck and right wrist. His eyes are a deep brown, and he wears a gold ring with a smoky quartz inset in it on his right index finger. He seems to faintly glow. Before addressing you, he turns around, extending a hand back through the doorway, and you can hear him say, Thank you, sister. 
as the doorway closes. He then turns and looks at all of you. Hello, you have come far, and you still have far to go. As you are, you may not succeed. We can only provide so much help here on the material plane. This will be the last direct aid we can provide to you in the coming days. This does not mean that we do not have faith in you. We just feel you could use another pair of hands. As he says that, his form explodes into flower petals. Oh my gosh. Causing you all to shield your eyes. As you drop your hands and look forward, you see a different figure standing there, currently with its back to you. Standing on the shrine, approximately six feet tall, wearing red robes and topped with a mound of curly hair, its right arm is extended in front of it as if riding on a blackboard. Eowyn, you've been at Blackbeak Academy for nine days now. In that time, you've been officially promoted from initiate to junior Corvid, giving you access to more spellbooks in the library, which you have spent most of your nights poring over. Today, you find yourself prepping for one of Professor Ruou's Illusion 101 labs. You set out the appropriate materials at each station and, satisfied with your work, decide to write your name on the board. As you touch the chalk to the blackboard, there's an odd burst of wind. Your vision goes blurry for an instant, and as it refocuses, you're no longer looking at the blackboard. There's forest in front of you, and you seem to be covered in flower petals. Um... Okay... Who spiked my water bottle? Was it you, Rihanna? Suddenly, oh, yeah. you are tackled from behind and lifted off the ground no! as Olash <laughs> bull rushes you into a great big hug. Oh my, I know those arms anywhere. Olash! <laughs> Hello! Hi! Hi! This is unexpected. What, uh, what are you doing here? Yarfik also rushes forward. He uses thaumaturgy to summon a gust of wind to gather all the flower petals off of you into his hands. And he then dumps them directly into your hair. Oh, right. <laughs> well, that's expected. Um, I, I, actually, I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, I was preparing for an Illusion 101 lab with my students, and, and, and um, next thing I know, I'm in a, a forest with you, and uh, hello. Hi. By the way, I am also joining in the group hug as this happens. I assumed. Uh, right. Eowyn, uh, 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 my god, uh, so much has happened. It, it hardly feels like nine days. Honestly, it feels like it could be months and months. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, time really flew for me, but yes, uh, it's hard to believe it's only nine days. Now, I, I don't mean to be alarming, but there's a person right over oh, there. Oh, <laughs> my gosh, yes, yes. Uh, Ildov, Ildov, this is, uh, this is Eowyn. Uh, she was our traveling companion. Uh, she left us actually right before we ran into you, coincidentally. At this point, <clears throat> Ildov is gonna, like, lock eyes with Cassian and just telepathically be like, um, you just used my real name. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna send back. E- Eowyn is a friend. She's a, she's a good friend. Uh, I trust her completely. Uh, she is... In the ORE, just a heads up. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Awesome. Um, she's not like she's not like intense about it. You know, she's not like one of those ORE people that's always like, "Oh, ORE." It's like, "Hey, I'm going to arrest you because you're yeah, a warlock." Not, not that kind of vibe at all. All right. Well. Uh, so you two have been staring at each other for about <laughs> yeah. 25 Are seconds you now. You doing telepathy? <laughs> Hi. Hi, Ildov. Hello, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. 
by the looks of you, you're a magic user. Indeed. How quickly I was replaced. Uh, <laughs> oh, this was... We just happened upon each other. Great. It's... It's... I'm not trying to replace Within anyone. nine days, you already have a full party. It was um, very serendipitous. And, uh, uh, real quick, Ildov, are you doing anything about the fact that you do not have tattoos on the back of your hands? Oh, um, yeah. I'm gonna say, excuse me for a second, and then just, like, <laughs> disguise, you know, myself. Full on disguise yourself? No, 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 just, like, with my hands. Okay. Just my Wait, hands. right in just front of hands. him? No, I, right like, I'm gonna her? turn around. Also, I have the cloak of displacement on. Yeah, but Sorry, that, that he, he, she can still see you. Yeah, she can see me, but, like, that's just, There's if she wanted happening. to, like, attack you, that would be a, not an issue. Okay. Does it, like, hurt our eyes to look at her while she's wearing that? Is it, like, looking at a, like, magic eye picture or something? It's a, it's a little bit like a magic eye thing, but uh, I, I think for the auspices of this one, it, like, it activates in battle. Um, mm. So she just looks oh, normal okay. most of the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna, like, pretend to have to tie my shoe or something. And while I'm down on the ground, I'm, like... Disguising yeah, I'm going to my look hands. away while she's doing something boring. <laughs> <laughs> now focus back on on the party members who I'm familiar with. What the hell is happening? I'm to not totally sure. I'll be honest. Uh, some right before you showed up, some kind of what I can only guess was a celestial being. Roll sort of religion. Oh, okay. Any, but yeah, anybody would do this really too. Good. Yeah. I'm actually religion, roll for that's a seven for religion. Okay, I got well, Yarfik rolled a natural 20. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, As you all are, are talking about this and, and casting, you're saying some sort of celestial being, Yarfik goes, that was Maku, the god of knowledge. How do you not know this? I've never met right, him. Right, 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 right. I respect right, him right, very right. much. Um, the, so Maku summoned me What with you. Oh, we're heroes of destiny. What? Sorry, I keep forgetting you haven't oh, been here. Yeah, it's been prophesied that a group of four. A group of four. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I mean. We'll save. I don't know. There's something about a tear. We gotta find it. A tear. Okay, um, so I guess so. I meant to help you with that. I guess. It seems like they the uh, McHugh said that he felt like we could use another pair of hands, trying not to take that, you know, personally. Um, okay. definitely glad that, that you're the pair of hands he chose. But, uh, we're trying to stop some, something very bad. Um, some sort of... What did Yafik do? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't do anything. I really doubt that, Yafik, but... I mean, what? I did a lot of things, right. but this isn't, this isn't my fault. Okay. In, in this case, in this particular instance, Yafik is right. He did not cause this. He hasn't necessarily made the process of battling it easy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. He released the prisoner, and it's a whole thing. But but the the overall, there's some kind of ancient bastard child of the gods that's going oh. to awaken and cause a whole lot of death and chaos. And um, we apparently have been charged with preventing that. Not even nine days into a new semester, and I'm back on the road. This is re well. I suppose I don't really have a choice if Makyu, my favorite of the gods, he's the knowledge <laughs> one. Sends me back with you guys, so... What are we doing? We're heading to the mountains. Uh, we're, I'm on a slope, right? We are currently on a slope uh, it, it's, uh, At the moment... Well, actually, you're on a flat surface, because oh, uh -huh. uh, you're oh, right. around the shrine, and yes, the shrine yes, itself yes. is all flat. You haven't gone up the mountain yet. Can I see that we are near a mountain? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, with your passive well, perception, yeah. Yeah, it looks like we're here. Hey, speaking of knowledge, have you in your studies ever come across any reference to... Uh, thicket that should not be 
in a place that should not be, surrounded by creatures that should not be. 11 plus. Just intellect with your proficiency. So, 18. 18. Um, you have been reading every book you could get your hands on while you've been at Blackbeak. Uh, it has felt so good to be back in a library mm. again. And it's, it's certainly your happy place. And you have been focusing mostly on spell books, uh, but there have been one or two religious tomes that have sort of caught your eye. Lighter reading when you want to sort of take a little bit of a mental break. And uh, you have heard tell of, of something that sounds familiar, something about a story of uh, a fight between the gods and the the goddess of life uh, sending something down out of out of grief, but you don't know anything specifically about its location, and as far as you know, it's also just a story. You know, I've been reading a lot, and I dipped my, mm-hmm. dipped my interest into some religious, heavy and descriptive religious texts when I needed a, a reprieve, I've heard of something similar, but I thought it was a story, so, um... No, I haven't heard of a thicket that shouldn't be, or anything that shouldn't be, really. Well, we have some reason to believe that it's on Varsayorsa somewhere, and it contains a Tear, which is apparently a, oh. a weapon that we can use against this evil thing. Okay, well... What are we waiting for? <laughs> Nothing, I yeah. suppose, if you're ready to travel. Great, yeah. Um, can't really go back and get any of my stuff, so I guess I've got no choice but to walk. Well, we oh, do. Wait, have where's Beatrice and Claude? They're here. Yeah, we have a. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to ride in the cart, I don't think we have a spare horse, do we, Sam? You do not, because Kathak currently has that horse. That's right. right. I'll ride in the cart. That's where I'm happy. Yeah. With me, right? Yeah. I'm not on a horse. You can be on a horse. Oh, I can be on a horse? Why can't I be on a horse? You were only in the wagon that time because you were sleeping. Oh, right. You've um, all rested since then. Or you could go in the wagon <clears> and give Eowyn a horse. Eowyn, you could take my horse. All right, I'll take a horse. Yeah. Great! It's decided. <laughs> I say, so, just uh, so you know, Eowyn, I hope this goes uh, some way towards making up for you being yanked away from your studies. I do have a couple of uh, spell books, magic te- textbooks <gasps> with me. What? I want to read them. Yeah. Give me them. To me now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I hand over to Eowyn. What, what was it? There was 101 uses for your illusion. Shoot, I don't remember all of the stupid names I came up for them. Anyway, some spell books. I hand them over. But I'm keeping the Tome of Knowledge or whatever. Yeah, the Tome of Clear Thought. Clear Thought, yeah. Uh, okay. So you give uh, Eowyn some books. Are these... Um, Ones that I would have already read, maybe. Uh, they're they're pretty basic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you may not have read these exact right. texts, but because I took them from the academy the same day that we dropped her off. Okay. So uh, you know, there are a lot of things in there yeah. that may be familiar to you, but yeah. you're still going to read them cover to cover. Some light reading for the road. Thank exactly. you, Cassian. No problem. Oh, the joy of hex was one of the other ones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ildov, you you get up into the wagon after giving over your horse to Eowyn, uh, and you all go up the path. As you begin to to travel the path that goes up the mountain, the the gradient increases pretty significantly. Uh, it's, it's roughly at like a ten degree rise, um, and it's not even terrain. It's it's difficult to traverse, uh, extra difficult with the wagon. Uh, so let's get some survival checks. Um. 12. 18. Uh, 13. 12, 18, a 13, 
a 23 from Olash, mm, and a 23 from Yarfik. At a girl, Yarfik, you could have done better. <laughs> uh, so as you are traveling up, Olash sort of uh, goes around to the front, right in front of the wagon with her horse, and both she and Yarfik are sort of able to point at the directions that are going to be best for you all to go. Uh, so you sort of take a left turn here because you come to sort of like a ridge, uh, but you find the way around it fairly easily. Um, and there's another point where there is a, uh, there's just like a, a very rough span where there are a lot of rocks, but they find uh, a clearer path through a field sort of to the right. Uh, so you skirt around. Uh, and as you travel up the mountain, uh, let's also get some perception checks. I was just going to say, I can also mold earth. I can also cast mold earth. So you if can. there's any part that's like super difficult. Yeah. Can you do that on passive low? perception? Just perception yeah, it's a cantrip. Uh, it's a cantrip, so. Oh, right. Well, anyway, 22. Perception? Um, Six for me. 18. Okay. Uh, Eowyn, uh, as you all are traveling along, you sort of look into the distance a little bit as you uh, you you know pick your head up from the uh, from the trees. And you see a a shack in the woods. Shack. Hmm? Shack. A shack. What? A sh- what, you, what? What about it? Look where I'm pointing. Oh, where? Oh, oh, a shack. I see. Uh, it's about like seventy-five feet away from where you guys are. Is um, there smoke or anything coming from it? Yeah. Does it, are there any signs of life? Uh, not that you can see from this distance. Hmm. And a seemingly a bad. It, 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 from what you can see, it just kind of looks like a ten by ten box. Ten by ten shack. Well, let's well, if I've learned say... one thing in my travels, it's that people who live in shacks in the woods are excellent company. Let's let's go say hello. <laughs> what did okay. you do in nine days? <laughs> uh, okay. I won the Little Miss Observant Award. <laughs> Very well done, Ewan. You're already you're you. already pulling your weight. Thank you. Uh, so as you approach, uh, you do see that it is uh, it's ten feet by ten feet, about seven feet high. Uh, It looks well-built enough, uh, though it also looks to be in some measure of disrepair. The wood is warped in places. The door is made out of some uneven planks that leave space at both the top and the bottom. Not enough for a person to get through, but certainly enough for, like, you know, uh, a rat or a bat to make their way through. The hinges on that door look fairly rusted. There's a big, like, circular iron pull on it as well, and there's also a... uh, a rusted-looking lock. Are there any windows? Uh, there are no windows. Mm. In fact, let me get out the map for it. <gasps> the map! We're getting a first map. It's Aaron's first map oh back gosh. on the pond. It's 3D. Yeah. It's 3D. Yeah, you guys, I'm experimenting. This is some paper craft. Uh, yeah, I've been having fun. Don't, don't like, do that too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Fred, can you see it pretty well? Hang on, I gotta pull up my big Skype window. I was just looking at the little... Okay. So those columns are trees? Yes, the I'm columns assuming. are trees. Uh, you can see there's a, a two-wheeled cart next to the uh, the hut. Great. Okay. Nice. Yeah, well, I can see it pretty we well. We don't really know what sort of thing could be inside. I suggest maybe we Wait, hide ourselves a little bit. Can I... Can detect anything any magic you can you want to cast detect thoughts, magic yeah i'm gonna cast detect magic i can detect the i have to it's a spell i have to use a spell splot for it oh, oh okay never mind spell and i have to like splot. be able to see it <laughs> she has to expel some of I have her to arcane expel, energy it's a it's anyway let me just see if i can detect any it's magic around here you cast detect magic and uh, you 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 don't get a glow from the shack itself, but there are 
glows from inside. Uh, one of the auras sort of has an aura of transmutation about it, mm. and one of the auras has an aura of protection about it. Mm. You're okay. aiming a lot. Just sensing some magic inside the shack. Not from the actual shack. I'm going to sidle up to the door and as sort of quietly as I can, like, like sort of as, as, as stealthy a manner as I can, kind of test the latch on the handle just to see if it's locked. Uh, roll investigation. That's you. 18. Uh, so you uh, slowly creep your way up to the door with cat-like grace, and uh, <laughs> you... Awful. You lift the lock carefully in your hand and just give it, like, the barest of tugs, and you can see that it is locked. And with that roll, you also hear uh, some noises from inside the shack. A little bit of chittering, the the flapping of small wings. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. Either this is a case of if the shack doors are locking, don't come (laughs) a-knocking, or there's something pretty interesting in there. So, could also be dangerous, so why don't we hide... I can minor illusion the sound of a knock at the door, and we'll see what pops out. I can also, um, yeah, no, actually, I like the, I like that plan. Yeah, because then we'll have the drop on whatever does. Sure, actually. and there are five trees right here, so we'll take a tree, I guess. Yeah. Oh, Ildov, you can hide in that cart. <laughs> you seem to like carts a lot. <laughs> oh, I was just offering you a horse because I thought you might want it. Great. All right. Well, let's all find a hiding spot. I'm gonna draw my rapier. And I guess I'll hide behind the closest tree to the shack. I'll hide behind the farthest, because that's AON for ya. <laughs> uh, um, but I will take the tree no. by the cart, because why not? <laughs> I knew it. Yarfik <laughs> will take the uh, tree opposite Ildov, and then Olash will be in the one by Cassie. Okay, so I cast, as a cantrip, Minor Illusion, a five-foot cube illusion includes visible or audible. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, you accidentally cast have... a dog bark. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, but I have a special, I have improved minor illusion now where I can do both audible and visual at the Whoa. same time. Yep. Um, nice. So I will do that. I'll knock on the door and have it rattle a little bit. Like, it, the door also moves if there's a, yeah. Like, because somebody's knocking on it. Okay. 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 So you uh, cast... Your improved minor illusion, and there's a very stiff on yeah. the door, and you wait. Nothing happens. I cast another minor illusion of a voice that's none of ours saying, Hello! <laughs> <laughs> and you wait. Nothing happens. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to creep up to the door and pick the lock. Do you have thieves' tools? Yes, I do. Okay. Go ahead and roll for it. Um, so that's just dexterity with proficiency, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Um, that is a seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, so you creep up after not hearing anything, after trying to coax whatever may be inside out, uh, and you, using your thieves' tools, you uh, put them into the lock, and you delicately turn all of the tumblers uh, until you hear that click of it opening up, and you take the lock off, and the door is not not locked. Okay, I sort of um, gesture to Olash to come up and, and sort of stand next to me as I prepare to open the door. I'm going to take my rapier in my right hand, grasp the door handle with my left, fling it open and yell, Welcome! And point my rapier <laughs> inside. 
<laughs> okay. You uh, so Olash comes up behind you. You you she gives you a nod that she's okay. ready to go, brandishing her axe. Great. I love how stealthy they are. Yeah. I forgot how and, stealthy uh, this is. Classic. You Cassian. fling it open. You yes. yell welcome. Oh, never mind. And yeah. at that exact moment, <laughs> a swarm of bats comes flying out right oh. into your faces. I'm going to make a uh, a dex save. A dex save, you said? Yep. Uh, that is 13. Uh, so you dive out of the way, but Olash is taken by surprise, uh, and she takes five points of damage as she just gets a face full of bats. Oh, um, <laughs> and she's just waving waving her hands in the Olash. air, Olash. Um, just trying to get them out of her hair. Um, and eventually they all fly off. Uh, but yeah, the bats were just startled. Uh, they, they're not trying to attack or fight. You just scared them out of where they were sleeping. But you are now uh, free to inspect this shack. I see. Yeah, go, sorry do it? about that, Olash. Not, uh, not my intention. Do you need a light? Uh, couldn't hurt. Yeah. Okay. I pick up a rock and I. Actually, could you just it. cast it on my um, sword? Sure. Uh, I walk over, and I flick his sword, but not the blade. <laughs> like the blade, but not the sharp part. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> the flat of it. The yeah. flat of the blade, and then it gets. It gets glowing. Okay. So you cast light on his rapier, and then Cassian, you uh, you go in. Uh, and inside the shack are boxes, sacks, a chest, and various tools hung up or leaning against the walls. There's a fairly thick layer of cobwebs and dust, and most of the sacks look like they've been chewed open, a lot of their contents spilling onto the floor. There's a smell of mildew in the air. Uh, you can see there's some small bones on the floor and what look to be some faded dark stains on the ground as well. I see. Eowyn, look, uh, look what I can do now. And I cast Prestidigitation to clean the cobwebs and stuff away and straighten the place up. I can't see you're inside the shack. Oh, come here, come here. <laughs> okay, I, is and, it safe? Yeah, I, there's nothing attacking us in here so far. Oh, okay. So I come inside the shack and I see him do Prestidigitation. Yeah. And by the way, what this uh, looks like is a bunch enough. of... Like a bunch of little like cleaning implements that have like a stylized CVD monogrammed on them appear out of nowhere and just start scrubbing everything up. <laughs> Your sorcerer is apprenticing this. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, copyright. Oh, sorry. Um, so we're now in the shack and we see a couple, three boxes, three crates, and then a, what, uh, there, there are, there's a chest. There are a variety of crates Great. and sacks along that wall. But a singular um, chest. A singular chest, and then some various tools like old blunt axes and uh, stuff like that hung nothing, up on the walls. Nothing immediately shiny or interesting. Nothing immediately shiny or interesting. Um, what do you guys want to do? Yes. Can you can you come in here and tell us what's magical? Uh, yep. So I come in and cast detect magic. I don't so know if I have a word for that. So you go in, you cast yet. detect magic. Actually, I don't think you have to cast it again. I believe it lasts for. 10 oh, minutes. does it? It la It lasts for. Ten minutes, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you walk in, and immediately around the chest, you see a big glowing aura. Uh, and you also see an aura coming from sort of under the uh, the sacks and crates off to the left. Uh, the, the aura off to the left under the sacks and crates has a, an aura of protection. The chest has an aura of transmutation. Hmm. I assume you tell us this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's pr protection under the crates? It's it's just over here, on and the left. I transmutation yeah. on the chest. Or does in, it feel like it's coming from inside? Does it feel like it's coming from inside? 
It's kind of hard to tell. It's just kind of yeah. it's just kind of all around. So that chest I think. may not be a chest at all. Right? Is that what transmutation means? <laughs> transmutation is 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 in, uh, some kind of changing an object to another object. Right. Yeah. So mm. I'm going to very gingerly take my rape. Anyone gets offended by that? What? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's back, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sorry, continue. Back and punnier than ever. Okay. <laughs> Can I prod the chest with my rod? <laughs> you want to prod it with your rod? I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, you absolutely can. Right. Uh, which end of your rod will you prod with? Not the end with the, like, the bottom end, like, not the end that I cast spells from. Okay, okay. So uh, you take out your rod of the Pact Keeper. And you go, you you flip it around so you're holding it backwards, not the way you usually hold it. And you just reach out with the uh, the rod and, and tap it against the the front of the chest. And I got it from a friend. Nothing really happens, but then you go to pull the rod back and it's stuck. <laughs> what? Oh, good going. Oh, I think I know what this well, is. <laughs> uh oh. You, Fred, or you, Cassian? Me, Fred. Uh, can I make okay. a knowledge check, Sam? Me, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Me, Fred. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you, Okay. Really that no, sounded awful. Check. Yeah, please never say that again. Yeah, can I make an arcana check? Because this seems magical, right? Uh, so it would actually be a, a nature check. Nature check. Okay. Okay, I'm doing that. Um, oh, oh, that's I a nat 20 for nature. That. I failed it. Whatever it is. Okay. Um, so, Eowyn, uh, you're looking at it, and you're like, oh, that's weird. That's weird. Did you get it? Did you stick it in the lock? Were you chewing silly. gum? Silly Billy. Um, <laughs> but then, Cassian, you immediately, upon seeing that happen, you throw your arm out and sort of push Ildov back, and you, you turn and look at everyone, and you go, I know what this is. This is Mi- a mimic. Mimic. It's a mimic. Everyone back away. It's a mimic. It's going to try and kill what? us. Oh, really? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, that's a monster. Oh. That's a monster? Oh, yeah. well... Uh, couldn't I just cast Dispel Magic? It's not a spell, it's like a living being. Oh, shoot. Uh, it just t- disguises itself as stuff that people want to touch, and then it hits them and tries to eat them. It's really nasty. What but about my rod. my rod? Well, we I think we still have to try and kill it to get your rod back, but the farther away we are from it, I think the better. Like, kill it at range, maybe? You know what I mean? Because well, we, we don't stick to it. So what do I know well, about Well, I'm so mimics? close. Uh, I mean, I could just... Poison spray. I mean, yeah, yeah, go for it, I guess. Great, I'm gonna cast poison spray. And I'm going to back out of the jack. <laughs> let's uh, let's oh, roll wait, for initiative. Yeah, okay. actually, since we're we're doing all this stuff, I will roll for the Oh, fuck me. Nine. Nat one. Oh, nat one. Uh, Ilda. <laughs> I got a nine. Um, I got a nineteen. Ilda, I can cast quite a few a... spells. Two. Oh, great. Uh, 15 I'm sure we'll, we'll round out the spells right. that and we can each cast. I also can detect magic. Eight <laughs> That's cool. Guys, no need to fight. I'm glad. I'm no, glad. I, no, we're not fighting. We're just trying to impress each other. <laughs> Pointing out what I can do. Uh, and it's. I've heard a lot of a lot of great things about you, oh, Iowa. Good. So first so. up is Cassian. Cassian is going to just uh, sing a, a super high note and as um, <laughs> as it reaches its Cassian, you know we're fighting right as it reaches its its highest crescendo an even higher like ear splittingly high note is going to erupt right behind the mimic um, far enough away that none of the none of my friends are getting caught in the blast or me um, but I'm casting shatter on it 
Uh, is that a saving throw? It's a constitution save for half damage. Uh, it does not make the save. Okay, so it's going to be 3d8 plus... Uh, sorry, it's going to be 3d8 thunder damage, so give me just a second. Uh, that is 13 thunder damage. 13 thunder damage. So you sing a high note, and then you sing a higher note, and you're putting Steve Perry from Journey to Shame <laughs> as this this uh, incredibly high note just pierces the landscape, and all of a sudden this loud crack of thunder sounds from uh, just right behind the shack, shattering the rear wall. Wood chips flying everywhere. Ildov is still inside the shack. Oh, So, sorry. Ildov, I'm going to need a dexterity saving throw. Thanks a lot, Cassie. Sorry. <laughs> that is a seven. Seven. Oh. Um, so, Ildov, you take four points of piercing damage as you are buffeted with splinters from the back of the shack exploding. Four points? Okay. Yeah, four points. Uh, meanwhile, the, uh, the mimic takes that damage, it gets knocked a little bit forward, not so much that it's touching Ildov, but it does move a little bit. And also, uh, you know, the the crates and sacks that were inside all sort of get spread forward. The, the front and side walls hold, but the back wall is just completely shattered. Some of those tools go flying as well, so there's, sort of, there's a blast radius now. Anything else you'd like to do? I guess I'm also going to drop my sword and take out my bow and notch an arrow to it. So you uh, stow your rapier and uh, take out and knock an arrow. Uh, something you do notice is that now with no back wall, it's very easy to see inside the shack. <laughs> so well, at least you did welcome, that. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but seriously, sorry. Uh, sorry, Yolo. Um, what? I can't hear you. <laughs> um, Olash is... Let's see. What's Olash going to do? Um, Olash, seeing there's no way to get in uh, sort of around Ildov, who's still inside the shack, is going to run around the other side. And uh, she is going to... She is going to take out one of her javelins and throw that, because she did hear you say, don't touch it. But with all of the shrapnel that's on the inside, uh, it just goes a little bit too wide and sticks into the ground. And that is all she's going to do for that turn. Eowyn. Eowyn! Okay, I'm going to... Yes, I think I shall also run around to the back. But I can't, yeah, because I, I, Ildo's blocking my good view of the mimic. So yeah, yeah it, it essentially has like three quarters cover right yeah. now. So I can move 30 feet. Can I see her from there? Yeah, I absolutely. Oh, yeah, okay. Great. So I move, and then I'm going to cast good old Firebolt. Yeah. A classic. Classic. For missing. <laughs> uh, not an at one, but I for sure missed that. It's three plus what's my what, plus what intelligence? Yeah, I yes. plus your your spellcasting modifier, which will be on your spell sheet. Oh, probably about um, seven or eight. Attack modifier. Yeah. Oh, so uh, so that plus intelligence plus that? No, just your just attack that. modifier. Okay, then ten total. Ten total. Yeah. Uh, ten does not hit. So yeah. you uh, come around the other side. You go to fire a firebolt, but similarly to Olash, just with that that uh, you know eruption of shrapnel and all of that, uh, it it just goes a little bit wide. Um, you do start a small fire on the inside. Oh, guys! Whoops. <laughs> no, it's fine. I can control flames. If this gets out of hand, no worries. Uh, so next up handy. is Yarfik. And uh, Yarfik is uh, already sort of towards the back. He's going to run over as well. Um, and he's just going to quickly use... Uh, actually, let me just make sure that he can do what I want him to do. Uh, yeah, he is, he is going to cast Thaumaturgy to quickly put out those flames. 
Um, so the, the flames are reduced, and that's his turn. Mm. Uh, next up are the bad guys. So the Mimic is going to uh, begin to show its true form. It's still shaped like a chest. <laughs> so it's oh, no. true form. <laughs> but now oh, it looks like that. that. Oh my goodness. Oh, so it's like a chest and it, the, where you would expect the door to, the, the, the lid to unhinge is a mouth with a long- Oh, there are so many teeth. Yeah, with oh, a long, <laughs> long <laughs> tongue. Snaking and, tongue and the lid now, we see many, many eyes emerge out of the top of the lid. Yes, uh, a lot of eyes, uh, a lot of like, purple and uh, just this huge slavering tongue comes out of its mouth um, and it is going to reach forward for the thing that is closest to it. Uh, so... Wait, can you show... Oh, yeah. Oh, nice! That's an awesome <laughs> mini. You gotta put pictures of that up. Oh, don't worry. They will They will go up. So, Ildov, does a natural 20 hit you? <laughs> oh, man. Gosh, I don't know. Let me check. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, look, Nicole's not here. I have to do that to somebody. <laughs> uh, so that is uh, seven points of bludgeoning damage, and you are now stuck to the mimic <gasps> as it reaches out, not with its tongue, but sort of just the side of it forms into this like large amoebic pseudopod, which it just slaps you with. Um. You're right. It does have disadvantage. It does have disadvantage. It does have disadvantage, I just forgot. Why? That's a fun thing I have She has now. the cloak of displacement. Oh, there's also that. <laughs> Wait, what? I have a reaction, I have a reaction now that I can, where I can impose disadvantage. Yeah, once per short rest, she once can per impose sh- disadvantage. Short rest. Oh, wow. That's something. Uh, That's pretty cool. So it's that is. Thing. Oh, but yeah, because I have the cloak. Uh, that is a 15 to hit. Still hits. Still hits. Okay. So, I will all right. The damage. Wait, um, um, what is your AC? Wait, uh, can I ask that even? I don't know. You can ask. It's 11. You know, not <laughs> It's 11. It's pretty low. Oh, okay. I'm not confident I can cutting words that away. Okay. So, uh, Ildov, you take uh, six points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And you are now stuck to this large amoebic pseudopod that has just Ugh. sort of slapped into your side, uh, which also causes okay. your cloak of displacement ability to, to yeah. dispel for the moment. Uh, Ildov, it is now your turn. Well, I'm so close. I'm just going to go <laughs> and cast Poison Spray. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's a cone, though, right? Um... It's not it's, a cone. Okay. It's, it's just a puff of noxious gas, and it has okay. a 10-foot range. So you could do it and hit just that one creature. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what I'm doing. Cool. And it's a con save? Yes. Uh, that is a 17. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Uh. Wait, what is my... Am I using... What am I... What number am I using to... Uh, so it's to your, be... your DC plus whatever the effect of the... Um, the rod of the pack keeper is. Oh, wait, my DC plus the rod of the pack keeper adds, adds two, right? The, the rod of the pack or... keeper, uh, the rod of the packed keeper, me talk pretty, uh, <laughs> adds plus two to attacks, and then yeah. I believe plus one to your plus spell one DC. To... Oh, well then my spell DC is 17. Okay, so if it uh, so matches, say, mm-hmm. uh, then it, uh, it still hits. Oh, it still I hits. Mean, Radical. Wait, really? I thought I thought if you no, match if a it, save, if if you uh, no, if you match a save, then then it. Sorry. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, so does it take half damage or no damage on a? No save? damage. No damage. Okay. So you um, 
you you extend your hand and you do that poison raspberry and this sort of puff of poison goes out and washes over it. It doesn't seem to have any effect. Ah! Uh, but I'm still stuck. is Cassian. I'm going to just yell to it, um, you couldn't fool my half-blind grandmother. Huh? Call yourself a mimic. And <laughs> she's mockery. Okay. So that's a wisdom save, uh, DC 15. Uh, roll to 15. Oh, man. God oh my damn gosh. it. Bad luck, My guys are on Bad fire. Luck. I know. Maybe I'll roll with different. Staying put, moving. Where, so I'm just in the kind of the doorway, or am I fully in the shack? Oh, you're like kind of behind. Uh, there is not enough room for you to be fully in the shack with Eldov, okay. so you would be behind her. All right. I guess I'm good where I am, yeah. Uh, so next up is Olash. Seeing this creature attack her friend uh, Ildov and be be stuck to her is actually gonna reach down and and try to grab it and grapple it and pull it off of you. Oh my gosh, no! Olash, oh, no! Uh, which is a lot uh, <laughs> with, with her strength modifier. Uh, so she reaches down, she grabs it and pulls it, and it, it comes unattached from you. Oh my gosh, uh, no. But Olash is now, both of her hands are stuck to either side of it. Oh. Um, as she's got it sort of lifted up in the air. Oh, man. Uh, okay. Well, then it's my turn. And now it is Aelin's turn, yes. Um, I definitely don't want to hit Olash, so I'm going to do Magic Missile. Okay. Because that's a guaranteed hit. Yeah, that's a guaranteed hit. So three... Are you casting it at first level? Sure. Yeah, okay. three plus one spell level, so first level, so just three. Mm-hmm. Dot hit creature, you can see, for 1d4 plus four damage per dot, so... Five, Those are D6s. Three. Oh. I, <laughs> what do you need? Well, I see a square, and I think that's four. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so silly. Um, okay, let me try it again. Uh, three, three, and five. So, uh, 11. 11 points of damage. So, uh, seeing all of this happen and seeing that, that uh, Olash essentially has the thing grappled at this point. Uh, you fire off a magic missile, and one by one, those those like little white-hot daggers of light uh, appear from your hand, one over your head, one over each shoulder, and they just turn and fire forward, uh, hitting the thing in the side. Its mouth opens wide, the tongue like lolling out. Uh, this gross saliva comes like flicking off of it uh, as it looks like it's in a lot of pain. I'm missing test prep. Uh, <laughs> next up is Yarfik, and uh, Yarfik, seeing that that Olash is stuck to it now, he's going to uh, take his his warhammer, and he's going to try to pry it off of Olash. He's not going to touch it himself. He's just going to try to pry it off to see if he can get her detached. And that is a 15. Um, so he wedges his warhammer in against Olash's rock-hard abs <laughs> and uses it, uses it like a lever and, and pulls the thing free from her grasp. So it just sort of like rips off from her hands, uh, takes a little bit of skin with it, and uh, falls to the ground. Now both the rod of the Pact Keeper and his warhammer are stuck to it. Oh uh, but it is not stuck to anybody. What does it Wait, the, it uh, took my rod? It still has your... Oh, that's right, yeah. Well, it's fine. Cause it, it missed hit, anyway. It, it, you, uh, you missed anyway with the, the poison. But so I no longer have the rod? You are not currently holding the rod, no. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Um, Why are you worried? Oh, you need a rod to cast spells? No, I don't <laughs> need it. It just oh, helps. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
I can oh. do it without the rod. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Ladies have been doing it without rods for years, okay? I guess I know. <laughs> uh, we both know. So it is now the mimic's turn, and the mimic, uh, with all of this hubbub, is is still you know it's it's a relatively simple creature. It's just gonna lash out for whatever's closest to it, which at the moment. Ildov, you're still the one in front of it. But I'm still the one in front of it. Um, so oh. it is going to once again raise one of its pseudopods, and that is a uh, 19. <laughs> you're going to get stuck again. Oh. Uh, so it raises its pseudopod, slaps into your side, uh, and you take 10 points of bludgeoning oh damage. Oh, my God. Uh, as it slaps, you can you can feel like it, it might have fractured something in your leg. Um, but I'm gonna use my how do I say this? Entropic, 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 yeah. entropic ward. Oh, I'm so you're gonna impose disadvantage on it? Yeah. Okay. And that is a twenty-three to hit. Oh, jeez. So it still. So it still hits. So it still hits. You still take that ten points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Well. That was, was a, a fun try. reaction <laughs> while I had it. <laughs> hey, you're using your skills. That's what I'm I like just, to say. I, I'm excited I got to use it. Yeah. That um, was a fun so mark off thing. that you've used it. You get it back yeah. after a short rest. Uh, and it, it sticks to your side, and you are once again stuck to this creature. But can I reach my rod? Uh, it is your turn now. Okay. And I will say you can use your bonus action to reach the rod. Okay. You, and you you can either use an action to try and, and pull it off of the mimic, or you can try casting a spell with it stuck to the mimic. Uh, it's not her turn right now, though. She just got Yeah, it is. it is. Oh, 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 oh. Gotcha. Yeah, so now it's your turn. I'm next. Okay, um, gotcha, 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 gotcha. I'm going to try to, Well, I'm going to cast a spell. So you're grabbing the rod. I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast, okay. Yeah. That's a... If I'm holding the rod, that's a 23. Okay, roll again. 16. Okay. If I'm holding um, the rod. So I, I had to roll again because technically you had I advantage have to, because oh. you, you essentially put the barrel of a gun right up to its head. Oh, nice. Um, so you could have crit. That's the only thing. Uh, yeah. So go ahead and roll damage. It's 2d10. 2d10. And as we discovered last time, it's a 2d10. A 2d10. A 2d10. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Just a nine. Nope, just kidding. That's a 12. A 12. <laughs> I know how to add numbers. Uh, so 12 points as you summon this uh, dark force bolt uh, that doesn't even travel anywhere. You just essentially like channel it directly into it. Um, and roll, just roll a d20. No modifier. Four. Four. Uh, you were hoping it would knock it loose, but it doesn't knock the rod loose. The rod is still attached. Ugh. Probably something to do with the fact that you you essentially like like reversed the beam because usually it fires out of the side with the orb and this time it fired out of the half. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that is your turn. You're stuck, so you can't move anywhere. Okay. Cassian. Just from my extensive knowledge of mimics, <laughs> as evidenced by my <laughs> do, do I know what sorts of like is there any kind of damage that's going to be more or less effective to it? You you know things that won't work against it. You know that it is immune to acid damage. Okay. And you know that it has a very very slow movement speed, but you're you're not aware of anything in particular that it is susceptible to. And this is from his right. round twenty, right? Yes. Yeah. So. All right. I guess I'm gonna just shoot it. I'm gonna shoot an arrow at it. Okay. What? Please don't What's hit that? me. Uh, just just <laughs> Ildov is attached to it. Oh. So. Oh. 
You can uh, do that. It's going to make its AC a little bit higher. The, it's makes it makes AC has... higher, and if I miss, do I hit Ildov? Or... It depends on how badly you miss. <laughs> okay. It, it essentially has half cover right now. All right. You know what? Then I think Cassian is already feeling bad enough about blasting Ildov with his splinters that he's not going to do that. <laughs> Instead, I'm just going to yell at it, uh, Mimic? More like mini dick. And... <laughs> 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 uh, um, uh, wisdom? Yeah. Uh, so 17. God damn, this thing Gosh. is tough. You could swear you hear the mimic go, it's called a micro penis, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> <laughs> He's proud of it. Oh, no. Dear God, oh. it has no weaknesses. Yeah, female it's mimics so... have really shallow. <laughs> <laughs> It works, works for them. It works, works for them. Out. Yeah, it yeah. Works for them. All right. Um, okay. You know what? I'm also going to use my bonus action to to say to uh, to Ildov, Ildov, I'm I'm really sorry, and I know that you 100% got this. I I have faith in you. Go team, and give her a bardic inspiration. So you get a D8 that you can add to uh, any attack roll or skill check. All right. Uh, next up is Olash. Looking at the situation, she already tried pulling it off of Ildov uh, and got stuck to it herself, and then Yarfik had to pry it out, and then it got stuck to Ildov again. So she's just going to take a couple of swings at it and see what she can do. So she's going to take out her great axe, and uh, first one is definitely a hit. So that's a d12 plus four. Uh, so that's seven points of damage with the first swing. And uh, as soon as she swings into it, it gets stuck. Uh, so she's just going to use her other attack to try and pry it free, uh, which she does easily. So she swings in, it bites into the top of the Mimic's head, uh, and then she just yanks it out with all of her might. You can see all the, the veins in her arms bulge uh, as she just yanks this thing out, almost like stumbles backward with the force of how hard she pulls on it. Uh, and that is her turn, Eowyn. It's me! I'm going to cast, I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go True Strike. So that just means I get an advantage on that creature for my next roll. Okay. I don't have another spell to cast because that's my one spell. Yeah, it doesn't have to save or anything, it just no. happens. Save, no, yeah, that doesn't say anything about a save. Okay, that's what I make sure. Is that a cantrip or a first level? It's a cantrip. No. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so you cast True Strike and, and imperceptible to everyone else, but perceptible to you, there just appears this like little target on it. So you know exactly the point that you need to attack next the, time. The Kill Bill siren sound. <laughs> All of a sudden, uh, battle without honor or humanity begins to play. Uh, next up is Yarfik. And Yarfik is going to he's gonna do something nice, because he's a nice guy. He's probably gonna roll onto the chest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Yarfik is going to uh, cast Healing Word oh. at second level oh. on you, Ildov. So oh, that that's so nice. 2d4. He would do that. Two, 10 points of, uh, of healing. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> On this day of impediment, <laughs> you shall not fall this day. <laughs> and uh, next up is the mimic, who still stuck to you, 
is no longer going to rely on its pseudopods. It is now going to open wide its maw and bite you. Ah! And because it is stuck to you, it has advantage. Oh my goodness. No! really. This is who you replace me with. She. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so that is a 20 not natural to hit. Well, yep, that hits. So you take 11 points of piercing damage. Um, I'm actually going to use, um, I think I can use cutting words to reduce damage. Which I you can. Let me finish rolling oh. the damage. Okay, sorry. So 11 points of piercing damage and one point of acid damage as that saliva that you saw go flying earlier, you can feel it burn into your skin. Well. Uh, now you can cast Cutting Words to reduce the damage. Okay, yeah. Um, um, God, I can't even think of any more ways to insult this thing. <laughs> um, it, I, I, I've noticed that it has one snaggle tooth. I don't know. I, uh... <laughs> I say, you're a, see, a, see a dentist if you're going to be biting people. <laughs> oh, no, <I> don't. <laughs> Um, so that reduces the damage by four. Okay. Okay. Uh, so so uh, instead of 11 uh, piercing damage, you take seven piercing damage. Okay. Great. And now it is your turn, Ildolf. Well, I'm just going to fucking Eldritch Blast this guy again, because now okay. I'm a little pissed off. Go for it. You, again, have advantage. Um, well, the first one is a 27. Ooh, wow. And that's a 23. Okay. So you definitely hit. Go ahead and roll I your 2d10. 10, 19. 19 points of noise. damage. Paint me a picture. Okay. I constricted everything. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so the rod is like kind of, is still stuck to it, right? Yes. Yeah, the butt of the rod is stuck right up against it. So so I channel the that energy from Shyok and just like, send it through the butt of the rod into the mimic um, so hard that a couple of the eyes pop off <laughs> of the top of the chest and the like hinges on the back like sort of shatter. Okay, so you grab the rod of the pack keeper and and in your mind just imploring Shyok to give you all of all of the dark energy that he can possibly uh, give you at this moment in time and this just cacophonous blast comes out of the butt of the rod right into the the stomach of the the mimic and you can see those those strange purpley eyes some of them just go flying off they bounce off the ceiling yeah uh, the hinges on the back of it sort of like shatter and and pop open and then all of a sudden the form which which up until now at first looked like a chest and then looked like a chest that had been possessed by a demon, now begins to revert to the mimic's true form, which is just this sort of like strangely pink amorphous blob as it just sort of starts to like settle into this mound and and almost like it's it's completely losing all of its ability to keep its form and it just becomes this like strange puddle that kind of looks like the goo from Ghostbusters 2 in oh, the ectoplasm yeah okay uh, it's sort of that like weird cloudy pink color okay yeah. um, as it uh, you can feel that the the hold on the rod comes loose Mm. And you're holding it again. Yarfix Warhammer like clatters to the ground, oh. and it is still. Oh, my students would have loved this. They're really in the slime right now. 
you making slime in the classroom? I'm not. They're really into it. I'm not making it. What use does that have? I yeah, mimics are nasty. Practice uh, battles. When I was with what? the um, oh. when I was with the Nine Lives, we were uh, looting this um, this enemy warlord's treasure room one time, and he had this statue. There, there was a statue in there that just looked like a, a a guy with a big goofy grin holding his hand up for a high five, and my friend Carl just could never resist a high five and uh, stuck oh, right boy. to it and got eaten. Oh, Carl! Nasty oh, stuff. Carl! Yes, that's why I never high five anyone. Is that one? Um, sure. Uh, <laughs> well, I suppose. Um, I mean, something was protected in that room, right, Ilda? Yes. Let's take a look. Yeah, I was gonna prod that. I was gonna like prod the floor and then one of the sacks with my rapier just to like check. For just traps. to make sure there's nothing else there. Yeah. Me, I'm go- uh, every everyone who's searching in any way, roll investigation. Yeah, I'll open the crates and I'll do sort of anything. Um, and Ildov, you have advantage because your your detect magic is still up at 17. this point. Seventeen. Seventeen. Fifteen. That's with uh, advantage. With advantage, yeah. Sixteen Cassie. for me. It's uh, you. Oh wait, can I use this bardic inspiration? Yeah. What is it? I got a D eight. Yeah, yeah, it's a D eight okay. on top of your roll. So that's a nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Um, so you go looking around, and uh, your um. Detect magic, that's what it's called. Your detect magic is still active. Uh, That battle didn't take all that long, even though it was, you know, difficult and sudden. Um, And you're easily able to zero in on that that aura of protection that you you saw under the crates. Takes a little while to dig to it because there's like shrapnel over there now. Uh, But you're able to sort of move the, the sacks aside and there's a crate under them. When you open it, there are these very ornate looking bracers in there. They're uh, made of like scrolling bronze. Mm. Um, And that's that's what the aura was coming from, for sure. Mm. They were being protected. Oh, they are protective. They themselves. They they have an aura of protection magic on them. Not the thing surrounding them. Correct. They themselves. They They themselves. I'm sorry, did you Um, say bracers, Sam? Correct, yes. As in things that you wear on your forearms. Oh, braces for the mimic. And in... For the mimic's uh, teeth, braces. No, but... (laughs) He did go to a dentist. (laughs) Oh, now I feel bad. In, uh, and in searching through the rubble, uh, Eowyn and Cassian, you find about 36 silver pieces that are sort of like spread all throughout the blast radius and 102 copper. And then you're also, in, in looking through, you, you see there, you know, like the axes sort of got spread. There are mm. like shovels and, and picks of various kinds. Uh, and you also stumble across a, um, a small rod that's got a button on it. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't look like it was attached to a tool of any kind, and it's metal, unlike the other tools, which were a wooden shaft with with a metal implement attached to it. Uh, but you're not entirely sure what it is, but it looks different for sure. Button says. I uh, pick it up and I sew on it. <laughs> Does it? It doesn't have any other design or anything like that. Not that you can see. It looks like a a pretty standard metal rod. It just happens to have a button on one end. Is it it's at the very end? It's the very tip. At the very end, so you can like hold what it in your hand and button? click the button. What? What color is the button? It's the same color as the rest of the rod. Oh, They're all sort of this like dull gray. I pick it up and push the button. Oh, <laughs> uh, I oh. oh sorry. Pick it up and push the button. And uh, so you pick it up. You you hold it out in front of you and push the button. And a buzzer sounds and somebody goes, yes, Cassia. <laughs> uh, and you're beamed up to the Starship Enterprise. No. <laughs> and you, you push the button and, and seemingly nothing happens. Hmm. Hmm. 
But then you try to move your hand. Yes! Uh-oh. And the rod won't move. It's, like, stuck in place. Uh, roll a strength check. Okay. Oh, my. Um, that's um, for 15. 15. You put your back into it, and you're trying to move this thing, and it will not budge. And finally, just with all the, the sweat that you're building up, your hands slip off of it, you fall to the ground, and the rod is still... It's in the in air. The nice. Can I Where see? Where it was. You're, you still have your detect, detect magic. Is detect magic up. still going? Detect magic is still going. Can, is there? Can, there is definitely anything? an aura of magic about this item. Can I From... tell what kind? Um, probably. I'm not really sure entirely what school it would be associated with. Let me look up a thing. RQ. Cassie, in your fantasies of being on a trivia game show, have really put you in a pickle this time. <laughs> I, also, I, can look, we pick Matt up the, the bracers? <laughs> yeah, let's, those bracers are pretty tantalizing, yeah. titillating. <laughs> uh, are they titillating? Enchantment magic. Enchantment. Okay. In some way, shape, Enchantment. Or... Enchantment. Enchantment. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Enchantment magic. Uh, okay. Uh, cool. Um, uh, so it's still it's still hanging there in the air. Yeah. So I push the bu- I grab it and push the button again. You uh, put your hand on it. You push the button again, and it's free to move. What? Sweet. How big is this rod? Uh, all told, um, it's not super big. Um, you'd say it's probably like a foot long. A foot long metal rod. Yeah. Cylindrical. Cylindrical. Interesting. So do I recognize this? I must have some sort of. I mean, I could. Roll yeah. Do any of us know what? What? Oh, I have. Do I know what this is? Ooh, I got a nat twenty. Farts. I. I mean, I'm <laughs> plus seven. I got an eleven, and that's 11? my best. I literally have plus seven on that. Don't <laughs> <laughs> um, I probably recognize this. You do also still have the arcane diviner. Don't forget. Oh, I do. Oh um, yeah, I forgot about that thing. Uh, yes. But uh, Ildov. Uh, you you take a look at it, and then then once Cassian pushes the button and tries to move it, and then pushes the button again, and it, uh, it it comes free. You're immediately like, "Oh, guys, it's an immovable rod. I've heard of these before." It's an immovable rod. It, does that mean exactly what like? <laughs> It's pretty uncommon. Ew. <laughs> uh, it... <laughs> That's probably why I haven't heard of it. Yeah, it's yeah, just when you press the button, the rod is uh, magically fixed in place. And then until you or another creature pushes the button again, the rod doesn't move. It can hold up to 8,000 pounds of weight. Any more than, and it would, you know, not work. Oh, Tom, but... I thought it was going to be useful. <laughs> it's more than 8,000 pounds. So um, I guess Yafik don't stand on the rod. Oh, <laughs> snap. Snap and slam. Yeah. That's we... pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. So I'll take that. And uh, can, I, the braces. can I try on the braces? the braces? Oh, yeah, well, or can whatever. We can we can share them. Let's see who they look best on. Okay. I mean, the movable rod does fit pretty good in my hair. I'm just saying. I already have a rod, so I'm good. Oh, <laughs> great, cool. Okay, yeah, so Eowyn takes the immovable rod. Who? Uh, so you guys are trying on the braces of defense to see who they look best on. Uh, yeah. yeah. What I do mean... they do? Do we know what they do? You haven't figured it out. Oh, yet. I can um. I have a spell, identify. Or I can just pretend to know what they are. I mean, not pretend to, but I can roll to see if I know what they are. Right? With Arcana? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm going to roll, too. 24. Mm, 12. 
So, uh, <laughs> Ildov, you were so excited to know what the immovable rod was, and Eowyn, you were so deflated to not know what it was. But now the tables have turned as well, go you, ahead. Go you ahead, pick Ildov. up these bracers in your hands. Uh, no. You're so good at describing magical things. Go ahead, go ahead. You know what? I just, I feel like it was there, but now I can't remember. And uh, you look them but over. But I'm sure you know. And that is what they are. And that's also what they look like. Oh, you didn't recognize the braces of defense? <laughs> Interesting. Well, they're a wondrous item and they're pretty rare. They do require attunement. But anyway, while you're wearing these braces, you gain a plus two to AC if you're wearing no armor and using no shield. So, I don't have any armor or a shield. That's pretty cool. Oh, uh, Olash speaks up and says, uh, um, I, I don't. I don't either. Oh, she doesn't. And, and I'm the one who gets hit a lot. That's true, <laughs> actually. Oh, that they should club. go to Olash. Yeah, that's true. They should go to Olash. Great. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yarfix yeah. says, uh, yeah, they're of no use to me. Seems I'm wearing logical. all these pots and pans. These look and really you have cool. And don't you? No, yeah, and a shield. Does. Plus, I can just tell that they would look best on Olash anyway. They do. Olash, look how pretty they look Oh, my on goodness, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're very nice. They, they complement my tattoos. Great. How do you attune? To attune with an item, you essentially, like, the next time you guys take a short rest, uh, you just, like, spend a half hour sort of focusing with the item oh, right. until it attunes to you. Oh. Cool. So she just practices tambourine like with them, them on yeah. so that she gets yeah. used to the yeah. weight. Any, and, like, any sort of basic activity yeah. where you just sit and focus with Yeah, it. cool. Okay. Uh, cool. Love so it. you have defeated this mimic. Uh, you found some some pretty sweet items in this shack. I love a loot and, episode. Uh, and you're all together again. Great. Some of us for the first time. Yeah, together again for the first time. (laughs) And uh, I think that's a good place to end this episode. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. If you like what you hear, please review the show. Reviews are like spaceships. There is so much to be learned from them, but the average person doesn't think they're capable of using them. And this is a fallacy. You can do it. Be an astronaut. Write a review. And if you feel like launching yourself outside the confines of our solar system, head over to patreon.com slash IWVTCast and give some of that big-time NASA money over to support the show. It helps us do more for you. Plus, it gets you access to cool perks like the video from our last live show. All the music in this episode was written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can check out Adam Rabin's fun new EP, One of a Kind, on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. Tune in next time as the party continues the trek up the mountain and is confronted by the Tosh Eskayana. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs> <laughs>